The following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. It's Success Happens on 930 WFMD, blending business and politics. Success Happens with your host, Jen Charlton. Good morning and welcome to Success Happens. This is Jen. It's great to be with you. Another great day in the neighborhood. And I want to talk about this show and it's so important what's going on. Telling the truth to you all really matters. And this show is about telling you the truth. I'm going to share with you right now an important presentation that was done by Lee Dundas that's spelled L-E-I-G-H-D-U-N-D-A-S. She is a human rights attorney out of Southern California and she has been fighting the fight against the false narratives and the imposed vaccinations and the unconstitutional mandates. I also want to tell you about an important event that I have the privilege of of participating in called Defend the Vote, which will be held tomorrow night, 6 p.m. There will be Jovan Pulitzer. It will have Mike Lindell, the pillow man, and others speaking about election integrity and how to fix our vote. Take a listen to Lee Dundas and her presentation in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I had the privilege of listening to her live, seeing her work was amazing and absolutely impactful in terms of her standing up for our kids, our youth, and our nation. Here is Lee Dundas from Orange County, California. Take a listen. Well, for those of you who don't know, I am indeed guilty as charged human rights attorney. And, uh, you know, we're all being banned faster than you can shake a stick at it. So if you want to find me, uh, you can go to LeeDundas.com. Can you hit the slide for me? That's Lee, L-E-I-G-H, because my mother had to give me extra letters, Dundas, D-U-N-D-A-S.com. So what I want to talk to you about indeed tonight is the rise of freedom over the Fourth Reich. And as the gentleman before me said... Freedom is not something you buy, it is something you earn every minute of the day, especially this year. Okay, especially, especially this year, because we have a lot going on. And if you don't know what it's like to live in a blue state or a blue town, let me tell you. This week in Orange County, California, the cattle cars of yesteryear, the cattle cars of Auschwitz came rolling into my town wanting my child to get on board. And that is not acceptable. That is completely unacceptable in any, in any place, but especially where I live. So if you don't know what happened in Orange County about 10 days ago, the Orange County Health Officer, a little guy by the name of Dr. Clayton Chow, got together with the superintendent of schools in our county and they hatched a little plan. And they decided in their wisdom that they were gonna take our taxpayer funded schools and turn them in to COVID vaccination centers so they could deploy an experimental medical protocol that killed every ferret in the last animal trial that was done. Worse, worse, they decided they were gonna see if they could find a way to legally sidestep parental informed consent so that little Johnny could get bribed with a donut after recess at kindergarten and go walking back to the nurse's office and roll his sleeve up and get this experimental protocol without his parents ever being the wiser. So I don't know how you feel about that, but I know exactly how I felt about that. And we only had about 24 hours notice 
But we got two or three hundred of my closest friends to come down to the next board meeting the next night, and we let them know exactly how we felt. Roll the video. Lee Dundas, human rights attorney. Late last week, I am informed a meeting occurred between Orange County Health Officer Dr. Clayton Shaw and Orange County Board of Education Superintendent Al Mahars, during which time they apparently tried to find a way to, quote, sidestep and entirely remove informed parental consent for the COVID vaccine and also turn Orange County school campuses into vaccination centers. The COVID-19 vaccine is an experimental medical protocol authorized under the Emergency Use Authorization Act. And as such, you cannot mandate it for anyone, nor can you sidestep informed consent. There is a reason that kids cannot smoke, drive, drink, have sex, vote, or die for this country, and it is because the law says they lack the capacity to understand those decisions, and that applies here more than ever. Hear me loud and hear me well. We will not be morphing our school campuses into COVID vaccine centers for delivery of an experimental medical protocol that killed every ferret in the last animal study they did until such time they had to abandon that study, and then, and then they didn't even do the study this time around because we are the study. The last time humans launched a plan like this to conduct experimental medical protocols on vulnerable populations was in Joseph Mengele's direction. He was an MD known as the, the angel of death. Okay, And he was part of the SS, and in 1943, he was assigned to Auschwitz, where he saw an opportunity to conduct gene research, quote, focused primarily on children with no regard for the health or safety of the victims. This is off the Internet. You can Google it. You know what else is gene research? Experimental COVID vaccines with the trans gene inside of it. If you don't believe me, go pull the EUA application for the J&J shot. I come from a long line of Eastern Europeans, Hungarians, and Romanian groups, groups that fled the persecution of the Red Terror Communist death squads in the early 1900s, and those of us who didn't make it to America ended up facing the Nazi death squads in the lesser-known Holocaust that was the Romani Holocaust. There is a reason my daughter is named Katya. Her Romani great-grandmother was Katarina Choma, and I, for one, have not forgotten the lessons of our history. The Third Reich did not end with experiments on children, nor when those children died. The Third Reich ended! In 1946, when we put the doctors who committed these human experiments on trial in Nuremberg, and then we put them to death, it ended with the adoption of the Nuremberg Code, so we would never repeat the sins of history. And it states, and I quote, the voluntary consent of this human subject is absolutely essential. Dr. Chow and Dr. Maharish, you are hereby on notice. Last week, you appear to have knowingly hatched a plan to sidestep and or violate international, federal, and state law, not just the Nuremberg informed consent language, but also the black letter law of the EUA, as well as California state law, which punishes, and I quote, the willful failure to obtain a subject's informed consent by imprisonment in county jail for one year, or the imposition of a $50,000 fine, or both. Through the plan insertion of experimental gene-altering protocols onto the very children, you were elected and charged with protecting. And tonight we are asking the Board of Education for an immediate letter of censure to these individuals. And if they don't resign, for an immediate notice of termination. And that letter also needs to go to the professional boards because they have no business being in these positions. So help me God, the people of Orange County will hold this policy to account.
Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. You know, us lawyers can get pretty passionate, but when they come for your kid, it adds a little something extra, I think. So uh, you might be surprised to hear this, but Orange County decided they were going to walk that little plan back after we hit them like that. <laughs> get a day off, but I didn't, because the next day I woke up in Chapman University, which is a little religious college right down the road from where I live. They decided they were going to withhold the graduate degrees of their MBA class unless those MBA students rolled over and got this experimental COVID protocol. And they went one step further. They engaged what I, in what I contend was hate speech or darn close to it. They bullied, they coerced, they harassed their students, and they called any of their students who would refuse to get this shot a procrastinator for whom no special accommodations would be made, and that procrastinator could sit out that semester, thereby never graduate, and it would be on their dime. So I don't know if you know a, a, about us lawyers, but we like to talk, and we also like to type. So Chapman University got a little love letter a couple days later. All 15 pages. And the same day they got that letter, they rolled it back. So then, thank you. So then I was really kind of hoping for a day off at this point, but who are we kidding? Everybody on this stage has worked 365 days in a row, probably about 18 hours a day. And the next day I woke up to find that the Board of Supervisors was going to release an electronic digital COVID-19 passport system into our county. Yeah, that's, that's what they decided they were going to do. But their health officer had gone on to TV, KTLA Live, Channel 5 the day before, and said, you know, people seem to have a little problem with that term. It's a little bit, quote, controversial. So we're going to change the name so people don't know what the heck is going on. So that way, the rhinos on our Republican board, when concerned citizens call up and say, are you voting on a digital passport for COVID-19 inoculations, the secretary can go, nope, nope, we're not. Nope, we're not doing that. And then the second thing they did, and this was really laughable, we're standing, some of the people up here on the stage with me, we're standing at the Board of Supervisors meeting. We're waiting for our turn to talk. And the one lady on the Board of Supervisors meeting has the audacity to say, this is not a policy of exclusion. Well, then she was speaking with forked tongue, because in the next sentence, she says the whole reason they want to do this is to open the county back up so they can all start going to Trader Joe's and Disneyland and sporting events again. So all of us people with a brain and a pulse are standing in line going blink, 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 blink. And I'm thinking quietly to myself, well, you know, I'm sure Hitler didn't think there were very exclusive policies either. And they weren't, so long as you were German. So long as you were German. But the real, the real creme de la creme, cherry on top, was when our board decided they were going to pass the buck. They said, we aren't doing a digital vaccination passport system. We are just making the technology available so the stores can do it. 
I don't know how your year of masking and fighting the mask has gone, but I think we can all extrapolate from this point forward how it's going to go based on the little mask experiment. So I looked at that board and I thought to myself, you know, you can lipstick this pig eight ways to Sunday. You can change the dang name 55 times. You can bury this in agenda item 28 and footnote four that's on page 88 of that. And we are still going to know that that pig is a lipstick pig. And so we stood up and we gave it to him again. Roll tape. Redone this human rights attorney. Let me be nothing if not clear. You can call this anything you want. A vaccination verification system, a composite app, ink contract for $3.8 million buried in item 28. We all know it when we see it. It is a digital vaccine passport. And there's a reason Clayton Chow shied away from it on camera the other night and said people think it's controversial. Yes, it's controversial. It is the beginning and the end of Nazi Germany. It is show me your papers, please, before you pass. It is an electronic dog collar. And since when did Orange County become the People's Republic of China. You won't need Warsaw ghettos. I won't be able to leave my house because nobody will service me. Are you really okay with big tech knowing every place you've been from Chipotle to the post office to Disneyland because you had to scan it every single time you left your house and do not for a second try to absolve yourselves saying, oh, the marketplace is going to do it. It's on Costco. It's on Disneyland. We're not doing it. That's like the guy who drove the cattle car to Auschwitz saying, there's no blood on my hands. Unlike you all call it what it is. This is a Nazi plan and you are the fourth Reich if you vote for it. Make no mistake, this is a second holocaust, my friends. Hitler did not start by burning people in ovens. That is where he ended. Hitler started, and you can Google it, the first thing he did to consolidate his power is he closed non-essential businesses, as did Governor Newsom in my state. Second thing he did is he closed the churches and the schools because they are the heart of the family. And that is exactly what Newsom has done. And the fourth thing he did is he marked the people he didn't like so he could segregate them and discriminate against them and do worse. And this week in Orange County, California, that little cattle car came to our town. And Hitler started by changing 400 laws in the first six years of his reign of power. And my governor changed 400 laws in the first six months. The only darn difference between Hitler and Newsom for the haters who think that it's un not okay to analogize to Nazi Germany or that it's not warranted. There is only one difference between Hitler and Newsom. And that is that Newsom has done it 12 times faster than Hitler. <laughs> So then, so then I get off the plane in Tulsa and I turn on my phone, which I'm beginning to think is a bit of a mistake this week, and I see LAPD, some of our finest men in blue, and don't get me wrong, I back the blue, I work with them, I do human trafficking work like the gentleman too before me. I love our cops. You couldn't pay me to do their job. But I saw a travesty. I saw LAPD muscling young, mentally challenged, mentally handicapped children to the ground and against their will while they are screaming, I don't want it, I don't want it, jabbing them with an experimental medical protocol that they can't get through the animal studies without killing every animal. 
This is a eugenics program. That is the word for it. And California is falling. And I never ask for help. I never ask for help. And I am asking everybody within earshot in this room and elsewhere for help tonight. This is my SOS. Because if we don't hold the line in Orange County, California, there's a darn good reason they targeted us. They knew if they could take that hill, they could take any hill. If we don't hold the line here, this little dog and pony show is coming to your town soon. We need to hold the line. a little bit behind. I'm going to try to talk fast. I wasn't expecting all the clapping. I want to end with two stories. One, my secretary, when I started doing the work, the human trafficking work in Thailand, was a girl who had herself been sex trafficked. And she told me the story one day when we were standing in our office. She said, you know, I was 12 years old, 13, something like that. I was sitting on a bus bench on a railroad in Thailand. And a group of guys came by and they muscled me to the ground. They shoved a needle in my arm and when I woke up, I was in a slave trading camp on the Thai-Burmese border. And one day the guards in that camp got bored and they decided they were gonna have some sport. And they lined us all up from end to end and they went girl to girl laying guns on temples. And every girl when they got to her would drop to her knees and grapple for the gun to no avail. And she stopped talking when she got to this point of the story. And I looked at her and I said, what did you do when the guard got to you? And she looked at me and she took a step forward and she said, I stood up. I stood up and I held out my hand and I said, give me your gun. I will shoot myself because I don't want to live like this anymore. And the owner of the camp overheard that. He was walking by, he overheard it, and he let her go free. And I learned a lesson that day that I have never forgotten since, and it's a lesson we need to hear every hour this year, and that is this. When you are looking at a locked and loaded double barrel full of hate and anger and tyranny and upset that is ready to do you in, you stand up. You stand up because you are better off on your feet fighting for your life than ever taking a knee! Than ever taking a knee! You don't bow down to tyranny, not ever! I'm gonna tell you how this story ends. We're gonna win. And I know we're going to win because the fact that I am looking at you and you're looking at me tells me everything I need to know, which is every single time this planet has flirted with tyranny, we have pulled back from the brink and we have lifted up stronger and better and more free than ever before. I come from military. I come from a hua long line of military. My husband's U.S. Army, my dad was U.S. Navy, and my grandfather was also U.S. Navy. And that man, bless his heart, had not one, not two, but three separate ships bombed out from under him, starting on December 7, 1941, as he was standing on the decks of the USS West Virginia in the Pearl Harbor waters of Hawaii. And... In my house, we grew up saying, yes, sir, 
No, ma'am. We bowed our heads in church and we flew our flag high, okay? And here is why. If you are within the sound of my voice, you are an heir to freedom. You are the sons and daughters of the men who stormed the beaches at Normandy. We are the sons and daughters of the GIs who came into hot landing zones in Vietnam into the jungles with their whirly birds blazing smoke because by golly, they were not gonna leave a man down behind. We are the rightful heirs to the kingdom of freedom and we are never gonna let it be sold out. Not on your watch, not on my watch, not ever. God bless America and God bless all of you. Well, that was Lee Dundas, and I want to thank USA, USSANews.com. You can find the link there. We'll also put it on our Facebook page. This needs to be played loud and proud. So this was from the Health and Freedom Rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I had the privilege of being there. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. I'd like to thank Sweeties on the Creek for sponsoring our show. Hey, everybody. I'm excited to announce our first-ever Success Happens American Business Summit. This event will bring my leadership and marketing strategies to shift for success alongside the expertise of nationally recognized speaker and author, Charlie China. Charlie captivates his audience and will teach you how to master the mindset, mission, and moves to generate your success. Charlie and I are perfectly balanced to provide you with the tools and thinking to help you reach your business goals. You will want to be with us on June 4th at Turf Valley Resort for a full day of comprehensive strategies and fun. The day will wrap up with a lovely networking event to facilitate you building success with others. Save $200 this week only. Go to charltoncommunications.com to register. We look forward to seeing you on June 4th. Join us on Restaurant Row Creekside. Enjoy great restaurants, including La Casona with fresh Tex-Mex favorites and happy hour weekday specials. Or Truth and Beauty, offering unique, tasty American fare and brunch. Stop by Sweeties on the Creek for yummy, fresh-made ice cream, frozen desserts, sweet treats, and plush toys. The Carroll Creek Parking Deck is right next door. Great food, fun times. Come visit us at Creekside. This is Jen Charlton with Success Happens. Join me this Sunday evening for a virtual summit, which I'll be participating in, on election integrity, how to defend your vote. It will be from 6 to 8 p.m. with Jovan Pulitzer, Mike Lindell, and many others. I will be leading a breakout session on Sunday evening at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m., specifically focused on Maryland. Others will be doing breakout sessions for their respective states. Go to DefendOurUnion.org to register. That's DefendOurUnion.org. Join us this Sunday evening at 6 p.m. for the National Virtual Summit on Election Integrity, How to Defend Your Vote. Thank you. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and it is amazing to be with you guys today. And I, and I, I don't know what the feedback is, please text us to 301-694-9363. We'd love to hear your feedback about Lee Dundas. 
She is a patriot, and I adore her. I had the pleasure of meeting her, and we will have her on. She wants to be on the show with us. But I want to also mention that today we're going to have Lewis Porter, who I just had the privilege of meeting. He will be on with us in just a few minutes. We're going to talk about election integrity, and Lewis Porter is an expert on Maryland. And I want to thank the uh, Frederick County Conservative Club and Fred Profiter for connecting us to Lewis because he has done the research, done the homework, identified the failures and the illegalities in the process. And we're going to talk about that right after our news and weather break. And again, I'd like to thank Dianovich and Associates for being a great security company. And we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. I'm excited to announce our first ever Success Happens American Business Summit. This event will bring my leadership and marketing strategies to shift for success alongside the expertise of nationally recognized speaker and author, Charlie China. Charlie captivates his audience and will teach you how to master the mindset, mission, and moves to generate your success. Charlie and I are perfectly balanced to provide you with the tools and thinking to help you reach your business goals. You will want to be with us on June 4th at Turf Valley Resort for a full day of comprehensive strategies and fun. The day will wrap up with a lovely networking event to facilitate you building success with others. Save $200 this week only. Go to charltoncommunications.com to register. We look forward to seeing you on June 4th. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and I really, again, want to thank you all for listening, and I want to do a shout-out to Bruce, who texted us and said he loved the show and uh, appreciated the information we just shared from the Tulsa event. This morning, now what I'd like to do is I want to introduce you to Lewis Porter, who is the founder of MD20-20Watch.com. That's MD20-20Watch.com. And Lewis is a patriot, and he started this organization to to become a resource for integrity and truth around election actions and election integrity. And when I say election integrity, I'm saying mostly what's not that. What we're dealing with is where is election integrity lacking? Welcome. Good morning, Lewis. Oh, well, thank you very much for uh, inviting me up here to speak. Thank you. Very good. And uh, so, Lewis, tell us about your organization and why did you start this organization? I started this organization uh, back in 2012. I was a uh, coordinator for a campaign that was operating in Baltimore City. And I witnessed some um, voter um, irregularities, to say the least. And I was, uh, from there, I said something needs to be done. So I went to work on trying to find people and establish some sort of a way to learn about what's going on and why uh, elections in Maryland aren't being handled appropriately. Okay, so... First of all, thank you for doing that important work. And I'd like for you to uh, expand on what are some of the issues you have seen that you have evidence for, that you have tracked the actual actions or uh, results that point to there were illegal acts happening. 
Well, I'd like to start with the aspects of what we needed to do first off was to find out um, what what we could obtain from the State Board of Election. And the whole concept of transparency is an absolute fraud. Um, we're, we're concerned that uh, the, the State Board of Election has not been forthcoming. So in any given election, when you have uh, problems and want to find what the results of what happened in your given election, you're going to have trouble getting to that information, and that's what we found. So that's number one. The second thing I'd like to offer up, if I may, is that um, there's a difference between what they call voter fraud and what we call election integrity. Election integrity deals with the systematic uh, abuse of the government allowing for not following the laws that are laid down in conducting an election. That's a big thing. If the focus is on the entire process, not on what individuals may be able to get away with within that process. So our, our whole crux is on, let's see what the State Board of Election is allowing for or not doing that's required by law, and that's what we've been doing. Okay, so you have submitted quite a few Public Information Act requests. How many have you submitted? Probably several of them in the beginning were where we had several questions on a particular request. I would think it would be over 100. It could be as much as 120 times we've asked the State Board of Elections uh, in Maryland or county state bo- uh, county boards for particular information on what happened in a given election. Okay, so when doing those Public Information Act uh, requests, how many have you gotten responses from? How many have been left unanswered? Because they are required to answer them. Are they not by law? They are. Many times they were very uh, negligent in getting back to us. So the aspect of helping a candidate after election is almost um futile it's just not you can't do it so i would say i I like to so let me let me give you i want to interrupt so people want to get that they were negligent getting back to you on information that is time sensitive exactly and legally required exactly so so, that's what we call slow walking it in government or dragging my feet exactly you don't get to do that when it's we the people's vote at stake here that's that's what they did. Now, what I have a a divide to where a third of the information they provided uh, right off what we asked for, one third of the information they uh, gave us part of the information, and about a third they refused to answer, even to the point that the unspudsman here in Maryland uh, told me that to go further I would need to sue. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. I want you guys to ponder that. I want you to ponder that they're not doing their jobs. You're listening to Success Happens. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. I am excited to announce our first ever Success Happens American Business Summit. This event will bring my leadership and marketing strategies to ship for success alongside the expertise of nationally recognized speaker and author, 
Charlie China. Charlie captivates his audience and will teach you how to master the mindset, mission, and moves to generate your success. Charlie and I are perfectly balanced to provide you with the tools and thinking to help you reach your business goals. You will want to be with us on June 4th at Turf Valley Resort for a full day of comprehensive strategies and fun. The day will wrap up with a lovely networking event to facilitate you building success with others. Save $200 this week only. Go to charltoncommunications.com to register. We look forward to seeing you on June 4th. When was the last time you had fresh homemade ice cream? Sweeties on the Creek is making ice cream. Stop in and taste our fresh-made selections, including dairy-free and all-natural flavors. Enjoy a fresh cup of coffee with creamy shaker sundae. Taste a new fun flavor or an old yummy favorite. Sweeties, fresh made from cow to cone. Sweeties on the Creek, just up from Market Street. We're scooping now. Join us on Restaurant Row Creekside. Enjoy great restaurants including La Casona with fresh Tex-Mex favorites and happy hour weekday specials. Or Truth and Beauty offering unique tasty American fare and brunch. Stop by Speedy's on the Creek for yummy fresh made ice cream, frozen desserts, sweet treats and plush toys. The Carroll Creek parking deck is right next door. Great food, fun times. Come visit us at Creekside. Join 930 WFMD for our next upcoming event. Hey, it's Ryan Hedrick inviting you to join me for the Kentucky Derby Party at Long Shots at the Clarion Inn by the FSK Mall in Frederick this Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 on 930 WFMD. It's all about your car. Call in with questions to Dave Serio beginning in less than 30 minutes right here on 930 WFMD. This is Jen Charlton with Success Happens. Join me this Sunday evening for a virtual summit, which I'll be participating in, on election integrity, how to defend your vote. It will be from 6 to 8 p.m. with... Jovan Pulitzer, Mike Lindell, and many others. I will be leading a breakout session on Sunday evening at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m., specifically focused on Maryland. Others will be doing breakout sessions for their respective states. Go to defendourunion.org to register. That's defendourunion.org. Join us this Sunday evening at 6 p.m. for the National Virtual Summit on Election Integrity, How to Defend Your Vote. Thank you. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and I have with me today Lewis Porter in studio, and we are talking about election integrity. You know, we have just a few minutes left, and Lewis, we will have you back. I promise you that, because we are going to beat this drum until my hands are raw. So what has to happen next? Because I keep saying, I don't think the answer is to blow off 2020 and hope for the best in 2022. I think the answer is we need to restore integrity right now around this election and have the proper people who were duly elected by the people, not by some machine and not by some corrupt government entity, to be in office because that's who we chose. And I'm tired of being subjected to, I'm really on fire right now, I am tired of being subjected to other people's decision about what they think is best for me. That is not America. That is not we the people. And that is not my constitutional rights. So what do we do, Lewis, today to fix 2020? 
Well, there are several things that need to be done. Let me, let me first start by saying though that it's Maryland 20 20 watts. And the, the website is what you said, the MD, just for clarity's sake. So. And by the way, on that, you guys, you can see a page that it's called uh, documents, documented vote fraud. So that's the sub page on his website and you will see an outline. He's very clearly, precisely put it in there of what's going on. So check out his website so that you get informed about the truth because alternate media, which is what I consider myself to be, is not, it, we are telling the truth. Mainstream media will never tell you the truth. They aren't going to tell the truth. So you have to do your research. You have to do your homework. And by the way, I want to do a shout out to Colonel Ron Kelsey, U.S. Army retired, who was with us in Tulsa. So wherever you are listening, by the way, guys, this show is starting to go national. So back to you, Lewis. What do we do about 2020? So the first thing to recognize is that we have a huge problem that the elections, and we're saying that the elections in Maryland are, are a fraud, that the, the actual way they're conducting them, allowing for them or not dealing with them is a complete farce. Uh, the, the term lawfare comes into play if you're aware of that. Um, the way that the laws are written for elections are weakening the ability to actually have transparency of what happens in a given poll on election day. That's number one is to be aware of the problems of, of what they're doing, uh, with the laws and the way that they're being written. The aspect of what the state board of election is doing to put the focus on the financial aspect of a candidate as opposed to the clarity for validation of what happens in a given poll in a given election. They don't seem to care that much about that aspect, but they'll put a heavy hand down on the aspect about what a candidate does on the, the financial side. Um, the law requires a certain amount of uh, criteria to be done. They are not following up on that criteria. When you say they, you mean who? The State Board of Election. Okay, so let's just stop right there. The Board of Elections is deciding, everyone, which vote they count and which vote they don't. I'm saying it right here. Let me pose it as a question because maybe it's not fair to assert something. Is the election board deciding who gets elected for us? Well, I can validate from the 2016 primary, a study that we did where we found that there was obvious of fraud going on in a multitude of polling locations in Baltimore City. All right, be specific about what fraud, what occurred. So, so what happened was that the normal vote that you would show up and vote, uh, if you could not confirm who you were, they would indicate for you to go vote by a provisional ballot. In those provisional ballots, they had these things that we called inconsistencies where they had more uh, voter authority cards than they had ballots or they had more ballots than they had voter authority cards. So we caught it. We substantiated that the whole election in Baltimore City was a fraud. Now the law requires that if you know a, a election is fraudulent, then they should require a new election. Well, we were saying they should require a new election in Baltimore City. 
they well, and I've been saying that nationally. We need a do-over. I mean, I said that six months ago. So let me, so Lewis, and to all our friends listening in Baltimore City, know this. Your vote has not been counted. You got to get that. Like, if one vote isn't counted, they're not counted. Because you skew those numbers and you you warp the results to your desired end, then to your point, all votes are discounted. Well, I'd be careful with that. That's how I feel. I I know I got it. I I, shouldn't say it, but there it is. Well, I wouldn't say all. I would say that you could have. Unless, of course, you're a Democrat. You could have a multitude of ballots put in and more than enough are being counted. But they're the they're fraudulent votes that are being counted. All right, let's go to let's go to. We know that the ESNS system is here. We know that the ESNS system is here. Tell us about that. We knew in all the states that in the 2020 election, we knew uh, the probabilities of what could happen happened. All the states, a number of them, operated differently in their their election problems that they found in the six or seven different states that are contentious. So but we, talk about Maryland and ESNS. Okay, and ESNS is a very similar process to the um, Smartmatics. Smartmatics, and so well, I believe they're related. I'm trying to figure that out right now. Well, we think that the the further up the chain you go, the more identical things are, and they're connected in that way. So that's uh, for, I think they for, did spin off uh, companies and spin off equipment. It's all it's all part of the same family, if you will. But but I can speak specifically to wanting to know where the uh, memory sticks go. And and we we tried to with the Board of Election to get information on that. And they 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 did not ever answer that question. In Are, other words, does it go to the Internet? Who who, who has control of a memory stick once an election is done? And if a candidate ha- has a question about what happened in his given election, and wants to challenge it, can he get access to that information? And It should be public information. It should, it should be. be public access. So question, does that memory stick connect them to the Internet? Well, that, that's the big thing that we found out. We actually had a question out there in the PIA to the Board of Election. Are these uh, machines able to connect to the Internet? Their answer was? No. They that's, said no. They said no. Do you and believe them? No. I think that they can be connected. So in other them. words, they lied. I believe they lied. I, that's what I, that's what I found out. So but, how do, so, so what we're going to do guys. So I want to give everybody, uh, some information. So this Sunday night at 6 PM is going to be a national conference with Jovan Pulitzer, Mike Lindell, the pillar man, and they will talk hardcore facts, facts like what you're giving us right now about, and some opinion, but about what occurred in the election nationally and specifically at eight o'clock, I will be leading a breakout session for Maryland and I will have Dan Cox on with me and Lewis is going to be with us. So we want you to plug into this event. I will post it on my success happens Facebook page. You will have to go there because I promised you, God bless Facebook. They aren't going to push it for me. So you're going to have to go to my Facebook page or go to charltoncommunications.com and get the information about this conference. So I'm honored to be included in that. It is time for us to tell the truth about Maryland and Pennsylvania and what's been going on. 
because we've had it for years that this is a blue state and oh well, we just have to deal with that. Guess what, gang? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe you all, me and my family and my friends and the people of Maryland across this state have not actually been able to have our votes properly counted. Maybe. But we need to get the information given to us by our so-called Board of Elections who say that they are charged with truth and integrity in elections. Let that sink in. Am I upset? I am. Are you? It's time to tell the truth. And I'm sure I've lost a lot of friends on this conversation. The whoever's and whatever's who ran for office, who call themselves Republicans and they trash President Trump and they deny the, the truth about this election. Oh, well. I'll live with a short friend list. But I won't live with living lies and not telling the truth. Because our country is at stake, gang, and it's time for you to do what Lee Dundas said, which is stand up. Time to stand up. And yes, will there be repercussions? You betcha. Is there a possibility that people are going to be damaged? Are they going to character assassinate me? A hundred percent already are doing it. But I know what I know. And I know what I'm trying to figure out. And we will get to the truth. We will get to the truth. The question is, will we save our country? Will we get to the truth soon enough to make sure that our country remains a constitutional republic, that we, the people, run, not some group of politicians who deem themselves more worthy than you and I? I am teetotally disgusted. So, Lewis, you are a hero. And I thank you. Now, I need everybody to get in action. So some of the things you're going to do is you're going to write letters. Some of the things we're going to do is we're going to do public information acts. We are starting an organization that is going to uh, make sure that we give you the information you need to stand up. Because if you, you and I lock arms, we are powerful. If we sit down, roll over, and play dead, we're done. And I want to give a shout-out again to Clay Clark. This event that they're doing in Tampa is going to be in June. Now, General Mike Flynn is co-leading it with him. Tulsa was so powerful, and Flynn was there. I had the pleasure of meeting him. I posed a question to him. It was amazing. We'll play some of that next week, okay? June 18th and 19th in Tampa. It will sell out by this weekend. If you have any possibility of being there and you are a patriot, you need to go. It is the most amazing event you will experience in your life. Because this is a movement, guys, that's bigger than a man. This isn't about President Trump anymore. He just was our standard bearer. God bless him and his family for what they put themselves through to try and save us. And I'll take a lot of heat for being a Trump supporter. Bring it on. But the 18th and 19th of Tampa, in Tampa is the opportunity for you to plug into what's going on because this is about God and country and it's about God in country. And let us not forget that the founding fathers said 
we the people, and they sat under God, indivisible. And yet they try to divide us. How dare they try to divide us over racism and, and false narratives so they can conquer us. We're done. So stand up. So, Lewis, I'm going to give you a couple minutes to wrap up. We've got actually one minute. What do you want to leave people with? What do you want them to do? Well, the first thing I'd like for them to do is to get informed on the issue and then put pressure on their representatives to do something positive about correcting Maryland's fraudulent elections. That's that's what needs to be done. Go to the public meetings, get in their face, and let them know that you're not going to stand for this anymore. They they the the, the um, we are holding you, politicians, legislators, and government leaders, even unelected, to account. Right, right here, right now. Right, and you have to call them out publicly to say we expect you to do something about this, and and not accept that they do something that isn't going to be a useful thing. Yeah, we got to follow up. Did they do the do? Yep. Did they do the do? So be a Lee Dundas. Be a Lee Dundas. Stand up. We can all lock arms and together, what are they going to do? Character assassinate millions of people? Well, they tried. Governor Hogan, and I'm going to go out against Governor Hogan right here. He went on with Jake Tapper on CNN and basically trashed Republicans. I'm done with that. Don't pretend you're one of us. So we have some work to do in Maryland, but we can do it if we join forces and we we stand with God and country. Quit worrying about whether people like you. Do the right thing. Operate with integrity. Stand up. Be your voice. God bless you. Listen to us next Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Go to my page, Charlton Communications, to get information about the National Conference on Election Integrity. Defend our union this Sunday night.